Welcome to the Power Couples Rock podcast, where our mission is to build a collective community of marriages, where we encourage, inspire, and support one another in order to have masterful marriages. We're Carlos, Catherine, Chris, and Sonia. Please check us out, powercouplesrock.com, follow us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. We believe that one of the most amazing legacies we can leave in life is a great marriage. So we hope you'll listen, learn, and love the conversation. Let's power up. Hey, hello and welcome to the Power Couples Rock podcast once again. Well, once again, for those of you who have listened before, but those of you who are listening for the first time, again, thank you so much for pressing play. We hope you love what you're about to hear. And for those of you who have not yet subscribed to the Power Couples Rock podcast, please hit that subscribe button. Give us some feedback. Give us a rating. Give us a review. If you're going to give us a uh, negative review, then don't review us at all. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. We only want five. <laughs> Kinda. You can Just inbox kidding. me if you have some other issues. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here with my most favorite people in the universe once again. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my most beautiful wife, Mrs. Sonia Stone. Hi, power couples. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Glad and you're here. Yes. I'm also here with uh, my two most favorite people in the universe. Mm. Mr. and Mrs. Carlos and Catherine Green, what is up, you yes. guys? With What's up, power, power couples? couples? <laughs> <laughs> Look at you guys in unison. I know, oh right? Oh, After all these years, we got it. We got it right. <laughs> I got it right. You guys are on fire. Ooh, we tonight. are. Ooh, yes. That's what we call a segue. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a good one. Fire burning. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk today about four ways to keep the fire hot mm. in your marriage and i'm ready to to jump into this thing yes but i'm gonna have to let carlos get this thing ignited with a word or a few words or many words <laughs> from god's word today so carlos Ooh. if you would please set it off i'm already hot you're already hot babe <laughs> that's good so to tonight I'm loving these four ways to keep the fire hot, hot in our marriage. And I know we were prepping for this, having some amazing discussion mm-hmm. yep. just regarding this particular topic. And before I get into the scripture, I remember we had this idea about just kind of sitting around a campfire mm-hmm. and what that fire actually does to people that engage in that, that campfire mm-hmm. and what that looks like. And we had talked about that once you build that campfire, it just invokes a lot of laughter. You relax around the campfire. There's a lot of communication that happens. There's a lot of warmth. You start getting connected with people. S'mores. S'mores. (laughs) I love s'mores. Really good. Hot dogs. Chocolate. Yes. Graham so you start, and so the memories. I'm sorry. No, no, no. But the <laughs> memories, they, they start to come back, right? With the yeah. s'mores, with the connection, with just all the different with the kinds wire of conferences. Wire hanger. Yes. yes. I remember those right. days. Mm-hmm. To roast the marshmallows, you had to use the wire hanger. Right. Yes. 
singing <laughs> yeah. songs, right? Oh, Music. we're telling our age, aren't we? <laughs> I know. Mm-hmm. But I think that that fire just brought a level of warmth yep. to to the conversations, to the engagement, to the people that were there. And I'm just looking at this podcast that we're hosting tonight to our power couples is that that's the kind of context and environment that we want their relationships to be in. Mm -hmm. One that brings a lot of warmth, a lot of fire, a lot of connection, a lot of engagement to their relationship. And so I'm hoping that we're setting the appropriate context for them. Yes. There. So I do want to launch into the scripture that we want to lay this on. And I come from first Corinthians, the seventh chapter verses three through five. And this is actually Paul talking to the Corinthians there. And he says here, the husband should fulfill his marital duty to his wife. And likewise, the wife to her own husband, the wife's body does not belong to her alone, but also to her husband in the same way. The husband's body does not belong to him alone, but also to his wife. Do not deprive each other except by mutual consent and for a time so that you may devote yourselves to prayer. Then come together again so that Satan will not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. And I think that just provides that level of context about who we are as one flesh and that we should not be depriving each other of that level of intimacy mm-hmm. that we should be having with one another. And then I love that he gives us instruction on what we do if we do come apart and we're not being intimate with one another, then what should our posture be at that point? And that's to give ourselves over to prayer and connecting with God. And then after we've done that, then we come back together as one couple from an intimacy standpoint. So that's where I wanted us to start off tonight. Mm. So let's get into the four ways mm. okay. that we can keep the fire hot. Let's do it. Yes. I want to go first. Okay. Take I mean, it. you know, the last podcast, if you, if you, haven't, if you didn't listen to the, the last podcast, you can, you can listen to that, that after. But we did the uh, five ways to breathe life into your marriage. And we had a lot of fun mm. with that and some great feedback from, uh, from those that have listened. And thank you uh, for that uh, to everyone who did that. And I didn't get to go first last time. So <laughs> I'm, just, I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm stoked. Go first. All right. So, so the, first, uh, the, first, the first thing that I would say uh, in order to keep the fire hot is fun. Yeah. Mm. It's Tell fun. About that. And, you know, I, I, I remember uh, going to a, to a TED Talk and, and uh, my buddy here, Carlos, uh, was, was hosting that TED Talk. And there was a gentleman who, who got up and spoke about finding the funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and there was all of these things that happen around you. And, and you know how when, when serious things happen to you, even things like today we locked the keys with, uh, <laughs> in our car with the car running. <laughs> and we're able to laugh at it now, right? Yes. And we're able to 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 find the funny. But I'm going to tell you, when that was happening, and our car was running, and it was 30 minutes away, and we were scrambling around our house in order to find the the keys, I was not finding the funny <laughs> in that at all. And I think in a lot of ways, we need to 
as as couples start to uh, find some some ways of lightening up on things uh, and not make them such a serious big deal mm-hmm. uh, when they're happening. Because if we're looking back at it later and laughing at it, maybe they're not such a big deal when they happen. Mm. And, and getting so annoyed and getting so just on each other's nerves all the time. So that's one thing I would say. I would say the other thing in terms of, of, of fun is I know Sonia and I, um, and we've been together for a long time. We were, we were, and those of you who have listened to uh, many of the podcasts know our, our story. And I think in the first podcast, we went back and talked about how we met each other and how long we've known each other. And we've dated for, yes, <laughs> Carlos is rubbing my leg underneath the table. That's part of the story, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so, so uh, we've been together. We, we dated for over, uh, you know, nine years. And then we've been married now for well over 20 years, 21 years. Um, and so we've, we've, we've been together for 30 years. Wow. And I, re- I, I remember distinctly, Sonia, at one point uh, when we were community, you know, we were, uh, you know, intimate and we're commuting, communicating with each other. She said to me in one of those moments how much she loved that I made her laugh. Mm. And that was something that was very attractive um, to her, that I made her laugh. And that Mm. she loved um, just that I made her laugh. Mm. And I think there was times where she longed for that. And she would say to me, I I wish you made me laugh like you used to make me laugh. Mm. And that hurt hearing that. Right. Mm-hmm. But I try my hardest to try to find the funny and try to find <laughs> things to I'm making her laugh right now. I win. I win. I win. That's yeah. awesome. Um, but uh, I think it's important for us to try to keep things light uh, when they need to be lighter than than uh, than they should be, I guess, or not than when they should be. But let's. Let's try to make make things light and humorous and fun for each other, and I think that can kind of, uh, you know, maybe set the table for for keeping things hot. Yeah, Carlos and I love to have fun, <laughs> and we love to make each other laugh. I'm actually pretty funny myself. Yeah. Uh, no, yes, I'm so serious. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out where I got that from <laughs> over the years. <laughs> anyway. What? Uh, but we we really love to have a great time. And so we talk to one another to find out what do we like to do for fun. Mm-hmm. And so that and it could be. Well, of course, everyone knows we like to play tennis mm-hmm. to our audience because we've talked about that. And I haven't always played tennis, but I had a good time seeing him. Uh, play it and so I wanted to be able to engage with what he was doing so I learned how to do it and we have fun and we talk about how what ways we can have fun we go around uh, visiting different restaurants and that's always fun for us Uh, and we laughed Uh, just this past weekend we went around and we went to uh, shopping. Mm-hmm. Carlos doesn't like shopping. That's not fun for him. <laughs> it's quite fun for me. But, uh, but spending time with you. But spending fun. time was fun. And we had some, some laughable moments during that time. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we, I could go on and on about all the fun that we have. And it's just added so much life to our relationship. I think for me, I go back to the question that we would ask 
each other as well as ask other couples, when have you and your spouse just had barely laughed together? Mm. You know, where you're just Mm -hmm. bent over because it's so funny, the conversation that you're having or just a situation that's come up and you just can't stop laughing because it's so much fun. And that's, it breathes that level of a breathed connection into your relationship there because you're just connecting with your spouse on a whole different level by just laughing together. It's so hard when you've got Ah, so much going on and you've got, you're balancing kids and you know, you're the budget and you know, work and, and, and you're just, you're not feeling right and you haven't slept and there's just all this stuff going on. It's like, it's really tough, right? To, (laughs) to, to have fun together and you've got, you got to be able to find those, 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 those common um, things to where it's like, wow, we are, we are actually (laughs) laughing and having a good time as, as best friends. Yes. So that's so. one way. <laughs> you took way. that thought right out of my head. Like I'm we're so sorry. connected I'm that so he sorry. took that, that. That's what I, I was going to say. I wow. think I really do think it's important, though, to stay focused on that because it is very easy to get distracted by mm-hmm. the world and the things in the world and lose sight of the fact that you can have fun together. I'm so happy. Or that you had fun together at one point in yeah. your life <laughs> because <laughs> things may not seem fun all the time and they're not fun all the time. And, um, but you know, try to remember back to those times that you did have fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so happy we're on the same wavelength. Yeah. Can you believe that? No, I can't. <laughs> this is so much fun. Yeah. This is okay. kind of, yeah. Okay. So Carlos, <laughs> we talked about the first way to keep the fire hot. And I know everyone right now, they, they want to hear this one, this one, this one, mm. this one's a good one. You're setting was, it up, yeah, Chris. Man. Oh, man, I'm throwing, you, I'm throwing, you, I'm, I'm throwing you an underhanded softball. Okay. Here it comes. Carlos, bring us the next way to keep the fire hot. The next way to keep the fire hot is through intimacy. And I'm sure people are thinking, first thing is sex. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. (laughs) Which that is part of it. Yeah. That is part of it. The physical aspect of just being intimate with one another. But I do believe that there's a different level of intimacy that you can go to that would enhance that physical intimacy. Mm -hmm. So you look at the emotional and mental intimacy that you can actually connect with your spouse on. And I think for me, the most important one is the spiritual intimacy mm-hmm. is if you can come together and you're worshiping together and you're studying together and you're praying together. I'm not saying you got to pray every night together, but there's this rhythm that you've put yourself in to get to that level of connection to where your souls are connecting with one another. Mm-hmm. It's going to truly enhance mm. the physical connection because now I'm just not into you just from a physical perspective, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I really know who you are. Yep. I've really gone into the depth of your soul to really understand how to please you, what makes you tick. Mm-hmm. What have I been doing all day long to really make sure that I'm mentoring to you or not mentoring, but that I'm uh, being intentional about ministering to you. Mm-hmm. I think that's so important because it became uh, spiritually, emotionally, um, being able to look inside me, find out the things that 
help me to grow other things that make who I am and really learning all about me really became real clear about how important that was along with the physical part was uh, many years ago my um, cousin husband had they had just gotten married mm-hmm. and um, just having the time of their life and it was um, shortly after that her husband had a motorcycle accident mm. and uh, he ended up being paralyzed wow. from um, the I want to say waist down. And so it they went through just rehabilitation, all of that. And I mean, he still to this day is in a wheelchair and um, and still, you know, paralyzed. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, I'm often that is often brought back to my mind that they had to have something much more than the physical yes. part. Yes. Had to be mm-hmm. uh, emotionally, had to be mentally, it had to be something spiritual mm. that they had to connect deeper on a deeper level. Mm-hmm. Because when that is gone or when you don't have that physical capabilities, mm. then what do you do? You know, and so that's I, I often that brings that back to my mind wow. so that I can be grateful for even having the opportunity yeah. to be able even to be physical, but to even go a little bit more deeper into mm-hmm. um, learning more about how much I can serve Carlos in a more intimate way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting um, when you guys are both talking about this, you know, most of the time when a married couple, when it comes to intimacy and, and things are just maybe going a little cool in the bedroom, right? Mm. Things are going a little cold. Uh, you know, they think about, uh, you know, quote unquote, spicing it up, right? Maybe, maybe you head off exit 112, you know, at the adult store, right? Mm. And you go and, you, <laughs> you know, you go pick up some, uh, some edible underwear or, <laughs> or some, uh, you know, some other things. Can we say that on a podcast? Because we just did. We did. Um, but, you know, I think this is, this is not talking about that, Mm-mm. right? This is, this is talking about a spiritual connection. This is not talking about enhancing something that, um, you know, is, is, is more of the flesh per se. This is about like, let you center yourself spiritually and get yourself there spiritually because that's going to be something that's, that's long lasting and not necessarily mm-hmm. flesh. And so here's, um, here's oriented. what, here's what brought to mind here is that when you talked about that particular example, it's like you're bringing something from the outside into your relationship mm-hmm. when really we should be looking at on the inside, what God has already equipped us with. Mm -hmm. And he's already equipped us with the right emotion, the right mentality, the right spiritual tools that we need, and the right physical opportunities that we have to enhance that relationship. 100%. From an intimacy standpoint. And the outside often, it, 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 it ages. It doesn't stay that young. Temporary. Um, uh, Tone. Uh, maybe whatever attracted you to your spouse at the beginning, those things kind of, they, mm-hmm. those things go away. But the inside of who someone is and the core of that person typically will mm-hmm. remain the same. So that's the stuff that I think we need to focus on mm-hmm. to bring out, um, to learn to love more than what we see. What we um, see. And I'm, I'm glad you said that because I also think the outside things also distort. Absolutely. And deceive us. Absolutely. Because then we, there's, unrealistic expectations Absolutely. that we bring into our intimate relationships mm-hmm. that are not designed to be there. Mm-mm. 
And so I love that if we can focus in from a spiritual, emotional, and mental standpoint, what that looks like, it's going to enhance mm-hmm. our physical mm-hmm. intimacy of what we, mm-hmm. what that is. And I just, I'll start right there. I heard someone uh, yeah. say intimacy is like into me, you see. Mm. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. I like so that. It makes it internal. So mm-hmm. just thought I'd throw that out there. Okay. Oh, you, you, just, you just like, yeah, now, now, now I, I don't know where I'm going. You took it off the rails now with me. Yes. This podcast is going in a different direction. <laughs> no. <at this> <laughs> Into yeah. me, you, you now see. see. Oh, yeah. into me, me you, see. you see. I like that. Mm-hmm. I love Very that. Cool. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, okay, mm-hmm. so we've got fun. We've got intimacy, and not intimacy like you think necessarily is more like a different level kind of intimacy. Mm-hmm. And now we have another one. Who's up? Uh, that would be me. All right. The most beautiful woman in the world. Yes. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, So for me, one of the biggest things in a relationship that can create emotional intimacy um, has to be respect. And I think that this is especially important and true for men. Um, So what does respect look like? Uh, It comes in many shapes and forms, but I think everyone desires not only to be listened to, but also to feel like what they've said has really been heard and considered important. So listening, I think, is one of the main ways that you can show respect to your spouse and also increase that level of emotional intimacy. Um, But I think that there's something that's even more important than that and maybe even bigger than that, and that is being appreciative and considerate of who that person is. And I think yeah. that there's a, that's a celebration of who they are because that's what attracted to you, attracted them to you from the beginning is that what they brought to the table. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes we forget that that was an attractive point of that person. Well, the things that attracted you then can become quite the opposite, the things that you become most frustrated with, but truly that is what brought you together in the beginning. It is. So you have to respect the differences between each other as well. So yes. it's about, um, you know, your differences. You have to respect your time. You have to respect, um, you know, what each person desires in the relationship, um, whether that be, you know, it may not look the same as what you want it to look. Um, they may have different interests than you have. They mm. may have different things that they uh, want to pursue and um, be passionate about. But to come alongside them and give them space, I think, is also can be very um can make things very intimate in that you love them enough to respect who they are and what they bring mm-hmm. and what they enjoy and what they love. And as Catherine, you said, you kind of joined in what Carlos was all about. You know, the tennis, you became a part of that so that you could spend more time with him. Mm-hmm. So I think respect is a, um, is, is a big deal when it comes to a relationship and the intimacy that you can create that is more mental um, than physical and yeah. Anyway, this is a tough one because it is hard. You know, um, it's 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 difficult for both the man and the woman uh, to to do this because you know um, 
by nature, we're, we're, we're driven for ourselves, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And we, we talked about this on past uh, podcasts about the languages for uh, him and her and what respect was. Um, and I think a lot of this is respecting that your spouse has certain things that they do for themselves and they need to do those things for themselves. But finding the commonalities um, and and being and doing those things with your spouse together as well, and being able to respect both of those, and that means if your spouse likes to do something uh, by themselves, um, I'm gonna like one example would be if your spouse likes to go running, like I do, mm-hmm. right? So um, that's something that. Sonia is respectful of that I uh, that you know I'm just going to up in the middle of the day go and run and uh, but at the same time I need to be respectful that if I'm going to go run and I'm training for a race and I'm going out for a long run and it's going to be an hour and a half or or two hours because you know set up and you know everything that I have to do for that might mean that she's going to be doing a lot of extra stuff at the house because I'm not going to be there for, you know, doing stuff for our kids or doing other things that she has expectations for. That's one example. And I'm, I'm sure there are uh, numerous other examples about sort of, you know, a vice versa sort of respect thing. Respect that, that, that your, your spouse has things that they should, that they want to do for themselves, whether it's playing tennis, whether it's, shopping, um, you know, getting a massage, whatever. But at the same time, you know, you need to respect that there are your, your husband or your wife is also, you know, doing stuff, uh, to keep the balance in, mm-hmm. in your marriage and, in and within your family. Mm-hmm. And I th- I'm looking at, um, just to add to what you were talking about, I was thinking about how we teach our children how to respect um, adults mm-hmm. and I teach my boys, you know, how to respect their father. That was one of the biggest uh, things I put in their spirit when his, their dad would enter the room and just, you know, show respect and honor. And I have to apply that as well, um, respecting Carlos in front of other people yeah. and mm-hmm. um, respecting his, his thoughts and ideas and um, just honoring that yeah and uh and that helps just to build him up in sure. front. and when i build him up it does me so good when i can see others respecting him yeah. as well mm-hmm. that's a little turn on that can mm-hmm. light the fire right <laughs> sure, <there. yeah. laughs> well and it's it's a big deal mm. for for men for women to respect their dreams mm. yeah it is it's a hundred percent you know and listen i've come up with a lot of cockamamie ideas, you know, <laughs> and some ideas. And I'll come in there and I'll be like, Sonny, what do you think about this idea? I'm thinking about this, that, or the other. And she will look at me sideways and crush my <laughs> dreams. And that's like, you might as well toss water on the fire on that, right? Well, we but, have to be realistic in our marriages, too. You know what I mean? There's that. a bit of reality <laughs> that goes along with that respect. Um, but it's interesting. Say, that, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, uh, Carlos usually would have those same things, Chris. Uh, and then I would just say, just write them down. You know, because it may not be now. Instead of me killing his dream. Now you know. <laughs> and when so, she says write it down, she hates it down. your I idea. Yeah. The kill the dream <laughs> is not keeping the fire burning. <laughs> I got to keep the fire 
burn. And so I'm like, write it down and maybe later on we can discuss. And, you know, a lot of times he's like, he loves to hear my ideas about it. Yep. But he has a thousand of them, you know, just running. Know, but the smartest people, they they have lots of ideas going. Listen, she just respected me. <laughs> hey, listen, if you, if you ever need me. me to tell him his idea is bad, just tell him. <laughs> I, I can say it. And I, I'll intercede. I'm trying to keep the fire burning, Chris. <laughs> but you guys, you guys had really said a word there when we were talking about husbands do look for that level of respect. And it's, it's a biblical principle, mm-hmm. right? In Ephesians 5 and 31, it says that the husband should love his wife mm-hmm. and see that the wife respects Thanks. Her husband, mm-hmm. and that's part of the DNA of a husband, of a man, is to be respected. And husbands so, don't get it twisted. That doesn't mean what you think it it's means. It's not a doormat. That no. is, yes. That is, that or is, anything. Yeah. But no. I, it does It does write a wonderful story when my wife respects me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do. Respect you, babe. I know you do, babe. Hey, listen, let's, let's keep the fire down to the end of the podcast. I know. She does. We want to make it to the end of the podcast right. before we have to hit pause, and you guys need oh, to go. Respect. Okay. Thank you, Sonia. All right, so yeah. we have fun. We have intimacy. We have respect. We got one. Wait a minute. This is F. I. R. What are we spelling here? Wow. Can we... All right, so so who's last? We had one, two. I'm going to do E for engage. Yes. Oh my goodness, I could probably go on and on forever. But when I think of engage, I, I'm looking at it from a, a communications um, standpoint, and I am communicating uh, with Carlos in a way that I support his dreams. Mm-hmm. Uh, that. We're having conversation and dialogue on a consistent basis. I like to use this, um, that we identify that there's a time for a power of pause. Power of pause mean I'm paying attention to what you're saying. I hear you. Mm. I see you. And then I'm doing just the same. I'm not trying to overtalk. But the power of pause often allows Mm -hmm. us to just take a moment to digest and be in the moment and be present. So do you, when you use power of pause, is that, is that just something, is that kind of like a mantra for you? Like when you're listening to him, you're just like, I'm just in tune. I'm just, you just, Mm -hmm. I'm going to pause right Mm -hmm. now. So you're, you're just allowing him to speak. And then, okay, I like that. I turn like that the, you turn the phone over. Mm-hmm. You just, mm-hmm. you're not thinking. So that's being engaged in what, what that individual is saying. It's like, I want to be present. I want to hear what you're saying. And, and so that allows people to know that you, we're in this space together. And I hear you. So that's most, that's most important. That's what I mean about being, you know, being engaged yeah. with conversation. We don't pause enough, but yeah. there's power in the pause. Mm-hmm. And even yeah, in the checklist that. of things that you're going through and you're just saying, I got to do this. Because I've heard of often we say mm-hmm. that on about, we got to do this. I'm so involved with the kids. I'm yeah. And you've got to say, I'm going to pause. I'm going to take a power pause right now. Yeah, and you don't want to feel like you're, you're, you're always competing for your spouse's attention. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? Like. Listen, there's not a more imper- important person on this earth than that person. Mm-hmm. Like, 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 whatever you're doing, it, it, you know, it, if they want your attention, 
give it to them. Right? Yes, yes. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not good at it. I'm <laughs> Sometimes not good at what it would again. help. I'm not saying, you... I'm not saying, I'm, you know, <laughs> I need, I need more pop. Let's pop. Let's pop. But pop. what, what could be very? And Carlos and I had done, had done this. We got to get back to it. But we would um, pause and kiss for six seconds. What? Yes. Mm-hmm. What? It was just like a, like a CrossFit marriage. <laughs> Twenty five burpees, kiss for six seconds, and we just and it does. You should try it, and it does. I doctor talked had talked about this in one of his sex, sessions about fix my marriage. We were looking at um doing one of the sessions of his online because we are always uh, lifelong learners and trying mm-hmm. to enrich yeah. our relationship. And that, that was can one keep the of the fire thing, hot. that mm-hmm. can keep. Absolutely. Being engaged in other tools that could help elevate your marriage, that could help pour into your relationship. And that was one of the tools that we had used. And he talked about just the six second kiss. And we were like, we're going to try that. And it was really cool because, you know, most of the time you get in that habit of pecking, you know, you just just peck. And then when he said that, it does something just a little bit different. Mm. So that's that's a power of pause. And then that pause start with the six second kiss and you you're definitely going to be engaged right then and there yeah. <laughs> you know exactly. yeah, you can't just hold and just like stick there for six seconds like, like, right. what is this like a fish i might as well kiss a fish <laughs> <laughs> right? like you gotta you gotta you gotta do something more than you know so six seconds feels like it'd be a, at least enough to know what's going on exactly. yeah, i'm gonna encourage Very our intentional. listeners to do that to be intentional, Very intentional. <laughs> carlos you were gonna say something I would say I noticed that when we go out to eat now, we normally either our phones are not with us or we've turned the phones over mm-hmm. from an intentionality standpoint yep. because we don't want that to take away from our time together and what we're doing. Mm-hmm. So we've tried to find other spaces to where our phones are not part of that space or our environment just so that we can be intentional about one another. So when we went out to eat yesterday, we did not have our phones and probably had the best connection time mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. there was no distractions that were there and we could laugh, we could have fun. Yep. And then we were connecting on a mental, emotional level. Mm-hmm. And you know what? You probably didn't miss a th- Thing. We didn't miss anything. No, you missed a couple of photos on Instagram, maybe. <laughs> exactly. You know, I missed my niece calling Coco. Yeah, oh, Coco. Exactly. People hadn't met her on uh, what Facebook Live and all the social medias. Uh, Our yes. little niece Coco, who calls us consistently, we she likes to be Coco. engaged yes. with us. Coco's awesome. But we also did that. I also gave you respect too. I respected mm-hmm. the investment that you were making by spending time with mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Because the truth be told, you're going to, just to step away means a lot. Because you're going to get back to that at some point. That Some things can just wait. And just taking that time, we didn't miss a beat. We yeah. really didn't. We were, still could get some other things done. And there you don't have that the tension of, okay, you, you got to check your emails. You got to, no. And it really, I mean, I just, I just enjoyed that day all day. Mm. I, I enjoyed my quality time mm-hmm. with my, with my boo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> good. That's good, long-lasting foundation there for That's sure. That's some not, fire. Not some, not some, some quick, 
um, flash of, you know, whatever that you get from your, from your phone. So that's, that, right. that's awesome. All right. So these are four ways to keep the fire hot in your marriage. Let's, let's recap them uh, for the people, shall we? Yes. Fun, mm-hmm. intimacy, respect, and engagement. Mm-hmm. So that is what we have for you folks. We'd love to hear from you. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We just got done telling people to put their phones down, but now we're telling people to put their phones <laughs> up. Yes. Well, we want to hear what social. they have to say. Yes. They may have some other ideas about what, how to do the, how, yeah, how to, to keep, keep the fire. Yeah. As they're sitting around the campfire. Mm-hmm. 100%. And remembering those mem- that have those memories of connection mm-hmm. and the warmth that they're developing with each other. Yeah, they get the warmth and get that all. And just as long as they pick back up and go to powercouplesrock.com. That's okay. That's the first thing you should do once you put your phones down and you pick them back up. Go to Power Couples Rock. And then everyone send me your s'mores recipes. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everyone. Let's power up. Thanks for listening to the Power Couples Rock podcast. We hope that you've been encouraged, inspired, and supported. Please listen and subscribe to our other Power Pods as we are confident that they will strengthen your marriage. Also, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. It's there where we can extend these discussions together, take these conversations and your marriage to the next level. Enjoy your day and power up.